All right, Lawyer Talk, special guest series continuing. How about that? We had two in a row. We just did it a guest. Now we got another one in here. Uh, this one is a lot more legal-like, though. Jeff, you missed Dwayne Knapper. You weren't I did. That. The uh, musician. He's going to be back, though. He, he, we're gonna, it, it turns out that we have a studio here. We're going to record an entire album for him. Just seeing a picture of him, it seemed like somebody I'd want to listen to. You, you know, I, I don't listen to all of the shows. I was going to Mom and Dad's in Mount Gilead, and I, I, I listened to the show. And the, the music was recorded very well from him sitting in here and playing. Yeah, it actually sounded good. All we did was stick a, the wrong microphone next to his guitar and just said, go. Oh, is there a better microphone for it to pick up the... Well, we use... So those in the recording business know what an SM58 is. That's that's this little guy right there. That's usually a vocal mic. We are talking into RE20s. Um, These are, again, like broadcast mics. The condenser mics that we have... RE21, RE22, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, yeah. Uh, I'm not prepared to discuss technical specifications. Wow, yeah. So... I guess we should. We have digressed way beyond this. We're talking about our studio and mics, but here we are. We have here come to judge. Yes, I've already decided. <laughs> Anybody who knows laughing uh, will remember that. Um, here come to judge. Here come to judge. Uh, so we've got. This is a legal guest on Lawyer Talk. How about that? We haven't done that in a while. Um, when's the last one? My cues, yeah. Yeah, we had a prosecutor. Yeah. Okay. So we had talked uh, about the change in the gun law when their stand your ground was in the news. Yeah. We we've had uh, Emily Pelfrey come in. Yeah, She's Emily was on. She did great. Both of them have been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually talked to Judge Lynch about coming on at one point, but that has not materialized yet. Uh, but uh, here we have. Uh, but Judge we have your honor today. Your honor, your Chris honor. Brown. Chris Brown here. Uh, thanks for coming. I mean, it's early before the docket. Good morning. Good morning, boys. Yeah, it's uh, 7 a.m. when uh, Jeff sent me the text. He was yeah, like, right. yeah, can you be there at 7? I was like, I, okay, I guess. Usually it's like <laughs> 5, 5.30, so this well, is, uh, it's like pinning, this feels fine to me. It's like herding cats around here, pinning people down to get in and, and, and do this. But uh, no, so we thought we'd get a judicial perspective on lawyer talk, and I guess, you know, you've been talking to Jeff a bit about getting on the show, so yeah. you, you've been listening. Um, I have. I uh Saw that you guys did the uh, Universal Basic Income episode, oh, yeah. and the so Jeff yeah. got to talking Andrew about that. Yang. The universal term for socialism, that's not socialism. <laughs> well, and so I listened to it later on after I talked with Jeff, and like the first 10 minutes are guys apologizing to each other. I'm like, oh, what kind of a... We were apologizing to each other now? Oh, yeah, there was a big uh, discussion about... On that one, there might have been when we had some blowback on another episode... And maybe I think we spent the first five minutes being like, look, we just gave our personality. This is our personality. This is like our, that, yeah. yeah, these are our beliefs. It doesn't mean we're trying to offend anybody. Oh, this is when your your neighbor thought we were uh, offending people. Was that was that, that yeah. one? Racist. Yeah. He thought we were racist. We didn't say anything. He said he's a jerk. He was racist, but yeah, I'm just kidding. So to the neighbor, please come in. Please come in. I'll be happy. We'll be happy to debate that too. But no, I, maybe that was we were trying to get. Uh, we were trying to protect our. Reputation, maybe. <laughs> but I didn't think an episode as, as it unfolded was bad. I mean, we had some, I think, legitimate stats and a good debate about it. We've learned at this point. Look, we've gotten some arguments here. So after we've we learned, started, we just got to talk. Just rambling on. What did you think of the end of the show? Did we did we finally get something? I didn't to, get to all the way to the end of it. Here, he I was, was just... like, he's, 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 he's gonna and he's gonna listen to this one. He's gonna be like, man, they're just doing the same thing. We're gonna have to, <laughs> yeah, right, we're gonna right, have to switch off right. on that. Well, I'm glad we got the judge in today. Um, I, I, I've said it many times, Judge, on this show that one of the things about I think makes, and I'm going to look, look like I'm sucking up to the judge, but one of the things I think that makes a person that can sit on the bench really qualify, especially in criminal cases, is somebody that's been a prosecutor and somebody that has done defense work and now moves to the bench, which is exactly what you did. 
Yeah. So what year did you start out in the prosecutor's office, you remember? So I started as a legal intern my second year of law school in 04. Uh, was hired on after I passed the bar exam. Uh, started in juvenile, worked my way up through grand jury. And then in 08, I started in the special victims unit doing crimes against women, crimes against children, sex offenses. Was that you, were you, that was where you were targeting to go, or did yeah. you just end up there? Yeah. Well, I got lucky because they had just gotten funding for a new position in that unit, and at that time, it wasn't a very desirable spot. Yeah, it's they had, tough to see. They had trouble recruiting people, um, and I volunteered. I, I knew I wanted to try cases. I wanted to, you know, be in court. and Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and I knew I didn't want to just, like, prosecute drug cases or, you know, RSPs. Yeah. That wouldn't yeah. be... Super ful- fulfilling, I guess. Right. Um, so I did that for four years, and then I moved uh, on to defense work. I took over Scott Wiseman's practice just uh, down the street at 601 and uh, took over his practice. He was leaving. He was transitioning out of Columbus. Yeah. Um, he had, I think he got kind of burnt out and wanted sure, to like move on to do. the next phase. Now, and, what makes you – I mean, that's a big – I mean, that's flipping the coin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That Was that something that at some point interests you to go and at least do that side of things? I, When I was in law school, before I got hired at the prosecutors, I actually applied at the public defender's office. Okay. And they were like, this guy's... My grades were pretty terrible first year of law schools. So mm, me too. <laughs> they probably... <laughs> Did, you don't get hired in law, in law jobs based on grades, do you? I mean, I'd have been in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I think every law student thinks that as they well, yeah, but my GPA is this and my score on this is this. And, you know, everybody's got the same contracts book. Right. Everybody's uh, got the same right, property book. Right. It's all the same crap. My first uh, semester, I was on academic probation. I got straight C minus. <laughs> what they say is you were a pro. Say yeah. that again? You were a pro. Yeah. Right. So you, you did what was, was required. You, you just said I was an yeah. pro. Uh huh. Where'd you get you into capital? Capital law. Capital. Okay. You're and a then, cap guy, Steve. So after, I don't think I would have gotten into capital, but I was waitlisted. Yeah. Sort of, I think. I, I had to take. I was supposed to come back for some uh, like pre, pre first year class in order to get in, and uh, I just skipped it. I was in. Was, <laughs> Given the opportunity, it's I, like, I, yeah, I forget where I was. I was just on this venture somewhere, and uh, I got back like the night before school started. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I don't think they really mean it. Nobody said a word about it. I just didn't go. <laughs> Gosh, cool. It was like, do you got a pulse? And how much money do you got? Yeah, you gonna pay? All right, come on in. Okay, oh, so we'll fail you out after the first say. year. But come on in. I, my my dad has coined them academic whorehouses. Mm. I got the uh, traditional first-year scholarship that they give to everyone, which is basically just a discount on tuition that they then take away right away. And (laughs) There you go. (laughs) A discount that's applied to everyone. I went to a fireworks stand recently because obviously 4th of July is coming, and that's the thing. They put the price at there, but, it's yeah, it's all two for one. And it's like, well, (laughs) you're looking at it, it's like, wait a minute, everything in here is priced. doesn't say two for one on the stickers, but it's all two for one. What if I just want one? You get, half, you get half. You get half. the price. Now is Wait, it true? She said she'd do it half. half, no, half, half the price down in Chile. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Just got the hustle. So it's the same thing. It's a little hustle. Makes you feel good about yourself, yeah. and then says, "Yeah, I'm." I'm oh, when you're be there. at Kroger and you see, I just did this. I, I was buying. Uh, I don't know. if It was a sal- bag of salad or something. You could get five for four. And I've always been told that if you just get one, they just do the math and you you pay. I don't think that's true. Is it? I, I thought you it, had to buy four. My wife does the grocery shopping, and she says that it really they just prorate it. Oh, yeah, okay. that's what I think happens. But I still bought five of them. 
<laughs> just because you feel like. The, and I was like, the marketing works here because I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to risk this. So it's I want the, the cheap deal. And when you got your discount, they took it away after the first semester? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a scholarship. I gotcha. They did not renew. Quote, unquote, air quote, scholarship. <laughs> they didn't yep. earn it the second time. Yep. Earn it. So uh, you're on ac- academic probation. After that, did you say, wait a minute, I got to put my nose oh, to yeah. the... Okay. Uh, my first semester, I didn't have like a good study group. Um, so I... You're kind of trying to make it up yourself. I kind of like horn, horn my way in with a group of friends. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so... So study um, group. You had a study group. I didn't... I don't know if I ever had a study group in law school. That would have meant I would have had to actually... <laughs> study yeah right like when everybody else does i couldn't know that it doesn't work for me so how many cases you said you were a prosecutor four years mm-hmm. so you must have been right around when i was like a law student you were hitting your groove because i remember the last couple of years of you prosecuting um how many cases do you think in that time you tried um over my six years there probably 25 25 cases? Wow. Uh, I did a lot of second chair work. Uh, I was lucky. I got to work uh, with Doug Stead, who was um, one of the main, uh, he was head of grand jury at that time, and he would volunteer to do a case with you. Okay. So I did, and I just, I picked three cases, and they all ended up going to trial, and so I got to sit second chair with him. I never got to see Doug work, but I've heard some of the- He's just a good guy. I mean, just just a genuine, honest guy. And I think if you're a genuine, honest guy, that can translate very well into a jury trial courtroom experience. Yeah. Well, so. and he's one of those guys, he he just has it. Like, he can take complicated legal and factual scenarios and break it down very simply mm-hmm. so that it's easy for a jury, it's easy for a judge to to believe and, and mm-hmm. to buy. And um, he just presents, like, I never had that. I had to, like, being in trial for me was always, I had to work to try to, you know, appear charming and appear like a new things, yeah, but, sure. but I just, there are some people who just have it. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Yep. yep. Interesting. All right. So you were, that was prosecutors. When did, when did you make the public defenders switch or did private, you did, didn't you? Private defense did you, work. Yeah. You never with did, Wiseman. I thought you were, I applied, I applied for the PDs in law school. All right. So um, I thought that you had some stint at the PDs office, but you didn't. No, no. Um, so I like that the prosecutors would take you for despite your grades, but the public defenders wouldn't. Uh, I had a friend who was a <laughs> detective. <laughs> I knew somebody that knew somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's complete luck. I yeah. mean, honestly, well, it, it tells you the grades had nothing to do with it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so my last year at the prosecutor's office, they would normally pay our biennial bar fees, and they told us that we might not be able to do that this year due to a budget shortfall. And thanks, Palmer. How's that my fault? No, I said you pay ours. Oh, I yeah. gotcha. I thought you were yeah. blaming what me. What a great for budget. Boss. Yeah. 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 So I just pay them less. <laughs> <laughs> it's all discounted off. It's a show game. Yeah. Um so that rubbed you the wrong way? Well, yeah, it kind of pissed me off. Because it's so like four hundred and fifty bucks or something. Like I that. knew Wiseman was getting ready to leave. And yeah. so I met him at the I met him at the Highback and I said, told him what was going on. He was like, What? Do you want to sue him? I was like, no, I want to go to work for myself. Yeah, yeah. I know you're leaving. What do you think? Yeah. And he was, he was all about it. Cool. So cool. I started to transition in 2012 and I did that for three years until I got elected. Awesome. Wow. So three years as a defense lawyer, what was the switch like for you? I've never done prosecutor work. <sighs> Probably never will. Well, uh, the hardest thing was just the business side of it, you know, yeah. like bringing in clients, you know, keeping track of money, keeping track of your IOLTA, uh, you know, knowing, you know, 
filing your taxes, stuff like that. You know, I never had to worry about that. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. different game. It's a whole. It's a separate job in and of itself. Yeah. is the business side of it. Gosh, I talked to a. Pro- I'm not going to mention his name. I talked to a guy who does a lot of prosecution work. You'd know him probably, but uh, I, I, somehow I, I I got to chatting with him about running a business or whatever, and and how the the pay structure works with associates or everything else. He goes, oh, yeah, that's a horrible deal. I would take that deal. I mean, I would. I, you know, he 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 sort of. His attitude was somewhat dismissive of the business side and the financial side of this industry on the defense, doing criminal defense work. And it all it did to me was magnify how little he understood the real world. You know, it's like this is when you get out there and your first week is zero because nobody paid no you phone calls and your phone didn't ring. Yeah. Or if your phone did ring, maybe you got to meet next week or you met him and they said, oh, yeah, we're going to hire you. We'll be here Friday. And then they don't show up. Right. So now you're thinking, all right, it's Monday. Are they going to wonder if I should call him or not call him? I wonder if I should do that. And then, uh, then you get paid like 500 bucks, and it seems like a lot until you have to go buy all the stuff you need to keep your doors mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, now, gone are the days where you hang the shingle up, and they just said, "Oh, you're a lawyer. I'll come in there and talk to you." It's like you're paying big bucks in marketing and and website and all that kind of stuff, even yep. before you have anything through the door. If you really want to be competitive. Yeah. And I guess you would have gotten in and you said 2012, that mm-hmm. was, that was sort of the, maybe when the, the internet era for marketing lawyers was just catching its, its stride and to keep up with that gets almost absurd. Yeah. And I, that's one of the first things I did was I hired on with this company and they're going to, you know, promote you on Google and on, you know, Facebook and, uh, all the search engines. And then after a couple months, I, it was, I just paid them out of my account every month. And then I was like, let me look my name up. And there was nothing like it wasn't yeah, anywhere. Right, right. And I was like, okay, this is bullshit. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and so I right. ended that relationship uh, real quick. Yeah. Those people do exist that, that honestly do that to get your goal to get it out there. Yeah. But there's, you know, and I've always wondered that because I get approached a number of times from people and I've got a guy, and he's doing a good job. But you could get the guy that's like snake oil. You oh, know for I mean? sure. Every month, yeah. give me this here. Oh, sure, I'm, I'm getting it out yeah, there CBD for you. Oil. And it's just yeah. not not and, running. And there's no way, and there's no way to quantify it. So if somebody's coming into your store, it's really difficult to say uh, it's because some, I was paying this guy to do this this voodoo marketing and in search engine optimization marketing, and you have no idea if that worked or not. Yeah. All yeah. you know is that you're-, you're You gotta stay on top of it too, because right. like, if you type your name in one day, do it the next day, it'd be, it's totally different, because they're kind of, I don't know, the algorithms or what the heck, the heck that well, crap no, I mean, is. Well, I remember when, when Twitter came out, when it first hit it there, and I was trying to tell my partners, I was like, we've gotta get on this thing. And they're like, what are you talking about, Jared? Nobody's gonna use that. That's stupid. I was like, Twitter. no. That, well, it, uh, a gentleman that came into uh, my, my my restaurant, he uh, was showing it to me, and he's got a kennel club, and uh, he's been a very good entrepreneur and worked for some very large companies. And and I was, he was like, I can just send this out through my business, and people get these messages. And that started. That's where it really started changing a whole lot in advertisement, a whole lot in sales, and and marketing directions you go to, because radio and television and paper are expensive. Yeah. To advertise for it, yeah, you know, and, and I guess as an attorney, I never thought about that. Do, do the do the the Sunday flyers people come to you? You know, do, do they do they no, come to you and want you to be in the, the, really, the value pack 
Fifteen percent off DUI case. Yeah, yeah, I've, like I, that. I, I've done it before. I paid for it before. I paid for Valpac. I paid for it through not that. I paid for it through uh, OSU. So OSU oh, puts yeah, out yeah, a calendar yeah. every year, and you can do advertisements okay. in that. Okay. Now the the side note to that is you shouldn't do that because they have their own lawyers and they pay for the kids' lawyers. So yeah, why would they pay any private lawyer? You, you know hear what, I mean? what I said there? Yeah, yeah I heard at said. least acknowledge that when I say something yeah. somewhat sarcastically <laughs> funny. Uh, no, but you know what happens though, and here's what I found probably in your business too, Jared. It's like there are people who are awesome at doing that. There are people who are awesome marketers, and um, in our industry, it tends to be the younger people. No, no surprise. Uh, and they have zero legal experience. So they can go market and get all these cases, and then they fuck them all up because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and they don't even know they're screwing up because they don't know what they're not doing. And, and this is going to turn us right back to the judge here because you probably see that in your courtroom all the time. I could write, I bet if we both wrote a list of names, yeah. uh, we'd have the same people on that list. Yeah, I know. And it's um, been frustrating on our end. By our end, I mean like the, the guy. See, I started doing criminal defense because I liked it. I started doing criminal defense because it was I, I got in, I started doing this when I when I was working with guys who uh, I was enamored I was just I was sort of blown away by this whole profession and what we do and the sort of the underdog component of it the academic component of it the constitutional stuff and it just seemed like a good I, I just liked it and then in 08, the market really you know after the the mortgage bust. Uh, the law firms went, a lot of law firms laid everybody off. All the people in the pipeline of law school couldn't get jobs. So now you got everybody and their mothers doing DUI work, and they don't even know what they're doing, yet they can market really well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jared, there was a time we weren't even allowed to advertise. So you're talking about like Valpac. There was a time when we were, it was unlawful or unethical for attorneys. You brought that up. You said you couldn't be in the yellow pages, right? We couldn't even have yellow pages. That You could have a number and a name. And then, uh, I don't know the year, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that unconstitutional because of First Amendment stuff. But uh, So now we're allowed to advertise. It is regulated. We can send direct mail, but it's got to be standardized mail. So, I mean, it's like I remember Meeks, my mentor, just complaining about this nonsense. He's like, look at these people. He'd name names. Probably the ones on your list. Yeah. Or probably the <laughs> generation before who, who started with the yellow pages. Like, this guy. Like, how can this guy make money? And he'd throw the yellow pages across the room. <laughs> because he's like, this guy's an idiot. And throw it across the room. You know? And I, I don't know. It, for me, the marketing that's always worked is what I've always done. I talk to people. I, I, yeah. I, I've just I met other lawyers through time and effort. And there was no way to cheat it. You just had to put in your time. And now yeah. you can cheat it. And if you look at the law as a business, you have to be, whenever you see somebody that's there, like, okay, I can, I can work with this guy. He knows what's doing. Do you find yourself having to correct a number of attorneys and lawyers on the process that they're looking to defend with? Um, I, I try to take the approach where I let the attorneys do their job. And, you know, um, I, I don't, if someone has made a bad decision on who they've hired, I don't hold that against, you know, their client. Uh, and so sometimes I may, you know, do a little private course correction, like, well, maybe you should look at doing this or, you know, yeah. um, yeah. but I, I, I really try to stay out of it. Um, they've chosen who they want for whatever reason. And, you know, I respect that choice. Um, yeah. but if I feel like there, there are times where I've had trials where I'm the one who's actively, <laughs> I feel like I'm the one who's actively defending the defendant to yeah. protect them from being prejudiced by, you know, a subpar attorney. And you're doing um, that to protect the record as much as anything. Exactly. Right? So I'm protecting it for appeal. Uh, you know, if I'm trying it once, I don't want to try it again. Yeah, no, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, 
Well, the marketing hasn't gone away because as you, when do you, uh, well, when is your seat up that you got to run again? Uh, I have to run for re-election in 2020. 2020, so, so it's coming. Um, so marketing is still important. Exactly. And, you know, that's a judicial political marketing is a little different, but it's still, you know, the same idea. Get your name out there. You know, make sure people, um, you know, we see so much drop off in judicial race, judicial races from the top of the ticket. Uh, yeah. You see 30 percent, you know, they vote, you know, in the presidential race, don't vote in judge races. It's because they don't know who the judges are. They yeah. don't know, um, you know, kind of what we do. And we can't say a whole lot. Like, I can't come on here and say, well, I stand for this. I stand for that. I'm against this um, because it would kind of erode the appearance of neutrality and the appearance yeah. of you know, impartiality. If I make a comment about, you know, something, you know, some hot political item of the day, like you guys do, um, if I were to comment on that and then a case, you know, touching on that issue came up in front of me, you know, it, you know, you the attorneys yourself, would ask probably. me to recuse yeah. because, you, you know, I imagine, said he's already stated a position on this. Yeah. I imagine that problem is probably... <clears throat> exposed now maybe even for the first time more than ever i, I with with the dawn of twitter and facebook and uh, podcasts and yeah. interviews and mass media it's like you're probably putting spots all the time where it'd be easy to make such comments yeah and i have opinions that's what that's yeah. what sucks like i yeah. <laughs> i i i would love to come on and have like a full-throated debate with about any of the stuff that you guys talk about i can't do it yeah um yeah so I, I've become like a very boring person now because I'm just like, well, you can do it off the record. A private person. This is lawyer talk yeah, off, off the record. record. This is off the record. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna get I'm gonna do more of this. Let's go back though. So you were in private practice. You said for three years. Why run for judge all of a sudden? Um, I knew ultimately I wanted to run for judge. Uh, so I screened for my party. Uh, I'm technically a Democrat, although ju uh, judge races aren't listed by party affiliation. Yeah. Um, and I screened when I was 34 because I was thinking like down the road, maybe I'll get a shot. Yeah. Uh, but in 2014, we had, I think five open seats on the common pleas bench. And, uh, after I screened, I got a call like a week later, uh, from uh, former judge, uh, Janet Grubb. She's like, we want you to run. Wow. And wow. I was like, that's going to be quite a feeling. I was like, oh shit, yeah, right. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> I got to yeah. do this now. Yeah. I remember those days of 2014. It was like it was it was like the uh, big changeover for everything. Uh, judges were stepping down. There were mm -hmm. lots of stuff, uh, lots of options and openings for people. One moved up to court of appeals, I think, and some were aged out, couldn't run again, or didn't want to, or whatever yeah. it was. And that was uh, it was the wild west back then. I mean, I remember people talking to all sorts. People talked to me about it at that point. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I don't think that job's for me, but it's. Um, but much like we've talked about, people don't understand what goes into something. I don't think people understand what goes into running for judge well, because yeah, that's what I was just I, yeah, yeah. it's like I've watched, you know, some of my friends that I know I've worked with, you know, I knew you in the defense bar and you as prosecutor too, but just watching the, oh, well, this Saturday we're going to this, this Sunday we're going to this, mm -hmm. Monday there's a, a dinner for whatever. Right. And it's not like you get to go there and have a big opinion. You just need to know, my name's Chris, this is what I've done, yep. and I'd like your, like your vote. And that's got to be, I mean, on a family, because you, you have two kids, right? I have two kids. Yeah. Uh, when I ran, um, I, we just had our uh, oldest daughter at that time. She was about one and a half, and it would suck. Like, I'd get up, I'd have to go to court in the morning. Yep. I'd have to do the business stuff. 
in the afternoons, and then I'd have to go out to, you know, whatever event or speaking engagement that I had. Uh, there'd be days where I'd see my daughter 30 minutes in the morning, mm. and by the time I got home, she'd be in bed. And now what about I, the money end of that? How, does that? how much does the party help you uh, fund your campaign? How much do you have to raise on your own? How does that work? Um, so the party, the Democratic Party, gives support in the form of uh advisors um you know we kind of did a coordinated campaign where we all ran together as uh, a team we yep. actually had like a baseball motif for because <laughs> there were nine <laughs> like of it. us there were nine running so yeah. oh, i got you yeah. um but that becomes hard then because if they have a meet and greet at highbeck it's like you put your you know name tag on and you go too right right i mean even yeah. if it's just specifically for somebody else yeah. you go meet everybody too yeah we kind of yeah. work together so and you know you allow your uh, running partners to kind of piggyback off what you're doing and you piggyback yeah. off of what they're doing. Um, in terms of raising money, it's kind of you're on your own. Um, and we're not, uh, judicial candidates are not allowed to specifically ask for money. So what I did was I formed a finance committee of people, friends that I knew, um, and they would be the ones to make the phone call to say, hey, yeah. I'm on Judge Brown or Chris Brown's finance committee. He'd like you to consider coming to this event, coming to this fundraiser, making a contribution. Yeah, and we get now on our side. And you've been on my side too, where you, we get these calls all the time: "Give us money, give us money, give us money." Uh, it gets really. I don't want to say. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to explain it. Donor it's fatigue. A, you just get. You get sick of hearing it. Um, and you know, I've, I've taken different positions. At first, I remember Eric and I. We started out. We gave everybody money. We're like, look, I mean, let's support everybody because we think everybody ought to have a shot and that's that then then it's like after i practiced for a few years i didn't support quite everybody but almost everybody and honestly now i support the judges who i think are good i, I don't care about party affiliation i never have i i it, with in judge work anyway i think it's mm -hmm. irrelevant but um uh, i just i try to support the judges who i think are doing a great job or who would do a great job and I just feel a lot better about it now. I, don't, I, it's like <laughs> yeah. I, I tell people, yeah. no, I just, I can't do it this year. Sorry, you know, money's tight or whatever it would be. But uh, there's a notion that once once on the private side you start giving, you're just expected to give, 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 give. There is no end to it. And uh, when, when I realized that, uh, I think it really is incumbent upon us as practicing attorneys to support judges who are doing a good job. Yeah. Not just who you like, not just who, I mean, like personally, but not just who you uh who your party says, or this person says, or somebody pressures you to, I think we have to actually get into the weeds of it and say, all right, I think I'm going to support this judge. I think he or she's doing an awesome job. Let's keep going with that. Um, otherwise, and particularly now, Frank County's gotten so big. Um, yeah. I, half these judges that are getting elected, I, there was a time that it almost always came from the prosecutor's office, yep. judges. And there was a time it almost always came from, if not the prosecutor's office, somebody closely removed from that, somebody like you who was in the prosecutor's office, Went to private practice, now is coming back. Uh, and now they're coming from firms, and there's folks I don't even know. And yeah. it's, uh, it gets harder. So, mm. um, A big part of the reason I left the prosecutor's office and uh, worked for Scott is because I knew as a Democrat, my boss, Ron O'Brien, at that time, he's a Republican, and he would not have let me run while working at his office for judge. And How about that's, that? Isn't that, isn't that bizarre? Like, is, he, I, is that just a general rule? I think that would be his general rule. if. He may have let me f for an open seat, um, which I was lucky enough to be able to run for an open seat, so I wasn't running against an incumbent judge. Yeah. But I still think even as a Ron's, uh, I love Ron, very 
very sharp attorney, um, but he's a, a political animal. Yeah. And he would have said, you got to be in the view those positions. If you're, if you're running positions. for as a Democrat, you're not doing it from here. Yeah, right. And go run right. uh, from somewhere else. Which is which is crazy to me because you said this too. It's like you don't you don't publicize your political opinions one way or another. I don't think a judge's pulpit, so to speak, is the place for that anyway. I don't I don't look at judges. In fact, I think if there is a notion that Republicans are tough on crime and Democrats are a little bit more lenient, it is it is flipped on its ear in Franklin County with the with the bench, or at least historically, I've always think if you line up <laughs> the judges who are going to be harsh sentencers, it's typically not the Republican judges, or uh, it's it's more often the Democrat judges who I found to be a little bit uh, heavy handed, and not that they're doing anything without outside their discretion. And I don't think you're that way, obviously, but it's um, it's irrelevant, I guess, is what I'm getting at. It's yeah, like your and, notions and it, of what is, is is usually not the case. Yeah, and and I think that's an ant- kind of an antiquated, you know idea or a trope that, you know, Republicans are tough on crime and Dems are, you know, soft on crime and they're, you know, program judges. And yeah. I, I don't think that, you know, each judge is their own. They, you know, we all, all 17 of us, you know, use our best judgment and our best discretion to come to what we think is the right, you know, resolution. And not everyone will agree with it. And, you know, I see judges do things and I think I would have maybe done it differently, but, you know, uh, I don't say that to them. I don't, you know, I, I respect all of my colleagues. We get along really well yeah. uh, on the bench. We don't, and the party politics aspect of it does not affect us, uh, you know, on a day-to-day. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's absolutely true. And, and as was, I go through this more and I work through more cases, I don't, a lot of times I don't even know what you got. I don't know if you're Republican or Democrat. i I don't know. I could care less. But and they don't put it on the ticket when you vote. Right. And they don't yeah. put it on your ticket when you vote. But I'll That's notice. That's a good thing they don't put it on no, the ticket. No, absolutely. Vote. I don't think that should be there at people all. People are going down there that, just voting. Then you can narrow it down to the man, to the person. You know, I mean, you can, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's when you, if you really, if you really want to look into it. Yeah. Out Licking County, you don't even have to vote because there's usually one. One. There's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> right. could, you could either vote or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I know who's going to be sitting right in the bench. Um, yeah. There you go. No, but when it, when I've had these experiences, there's times when, you know, I'll, and I'll say, and you've done it probably in defense work too, like, hey, we entered a not guilty plea and you drew judge so-and-so. They're very fair, very easy to deal with. And then maybe you get a decision that's not to your favor. Maybe they sent somebody to prison or something happens you didn't expect. I think now I have the ability to look at myself and be like, you know what? If I was sitting there, I probably would have done the same darn thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just based on the facts or what happened or... Um, there's times when I obviously disagree with, with something that a judge does, but then when I sort of let it, you know, reflect on it, I'm like, well, I mean, what do you expect me to do? It's like, we have this fact and this fact and this fact, and yeah. in this case kind of sucks and it, it is what it is, you know? You know, it's it's funny though, you, you're talking about these traditional notions like Republicans harsh on crime, Democrats not harsh on crime. I understand implicitly that that's somewhat... And not even somewhat. That is, it, 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 that's a whitewashing of what really goes on on the judicial bench. Um, but I don't think everybody understands that. And I and I've had debates with folks about voting, and uh, the the judges even in my office, the the people that have worked for me, that I, I would say, look, if you care, here's a list of judges who are really awesome to work with. And by that I mean not just easy sentencers. In fact, yeah, I've sometimes seen you do that. not the same. Yeah, I mean sometimes not easy sentencers, but treat their courtroom fairly, treat us with respect, and don't give me shit just for being there, particularly just for being there on the defense side, because we run into that all the time. Yeah. And um, Or just treat me disrespectfully. And there's been judges that, frankly, have done that, even in Franklin County, 
And I just look at it, I was like, screw you, dude. I, I'm not, I, I'm doing this a long time. I don't need your shit. I don't need your shit any more than you need mine. So let's just make this work. But then the individuals I'm talking to say, well, that person's a Democrat or that person's a Republican. I can't vote for him or her. And I'm thinking to myself, and I, I remember having this debate with, and I was just like, look, that's it. Forget about that. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about who's doing a good job at the job. And I think particularly maybe even today's political climate, people could care less about that as much as they care about the party affiliation, generally speaking. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the justification I heard was this. Well, if that person's a judge now, it's likely they will advance into another elected position. So I just only want to support Democrats. Or I only want to support Republicans in case they advance. I don't want that person to have any more political power. And I'm thinking to myself, it's insanity. That's I, utter insanity. I have some it's people like, in my world close to me. They're very plugged into politics that are that way. That just like, well, I can't do that. Yeah, they're they're a Republican. I can't do that. It's like, uh, you know, I we always talk about it. I'm on the edge of millennial or whatever. So I remember as I was a kid when I turned 18, voting was was big. And I remember going to the polls with my family and doing the voting thing. When I became a lawyer and I started to meet judges and then meet prosecutors and defense attorneys and other people in the legal world that then ran for judge, it took on a whole different animal for me because I remember standing there and I've had times where there's two judges I really like and they're running or two people I I, I like and they're running uh, against each other at odds. And I've sat there. I remember looking at the polling, but sat there and be like, I I thought it through, but you know, you see both their names and you're like, I don't want to cast a vote for one or the other. You know what I mean? Um, So it's definitely taken on a different animal for me as I, as I, you know, actually get to meet the people behind the name. You well, know, it's almost screwed up that we have any party affiliation whatsoever with the with uh, the bench because it could very well be that you just got to pick the best person for the job, right? I mean, that, that, right? You know, it's like or the one that the one that's going to be allied with your notions of what justice should be. Yeah, yeah. it shouldn't. And you know, I say this as a true Democrat, true blue. You know, um, but it shouldn't be about laundry. You know, essentially rooting for the team, especially when it comes to judge, you know, you need someone who's experienced, who's fair, who's going to treat attorneys and litigants with respect. um, So that I I feel like a a big concern that I have is that people, if they have a bad outcome in court, they walk away and they're disillusioned and they're pissed off. If you give them that chance to, even if you're, even if they lose, like to be heard, to be respected, to be treated fairly, they may say, well, this sucks, but at least, you know, the judge listened. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. because I really, you know, I don't want someone to walk out of the courthouse saying this system is rigged. This system is fucked up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, No, fair enough. And that's a great attitude. And it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, if you act in that manner and if you treat people before you that way. That's the hallmark, I think, of yeah. uh, of a good judge. Oh, I agree. And you've had the experience of appearing in court, so you know, I presume, when it's not that way. Um, yeah. When, when you're treated poorly, just, and you can't come up with any reason why. Right? Uh-huh. Or it's like, and I, I remember asking judges, have I done something to offend you? Because I feel like you're pissed off at me. I'll tell you almost have back to. in the chambers. And My dad right said, he used to say, sometimes you just got to throw the hog on the table. Yep. <laughs> just throw it on the table. It's going to stink, but let's just talk about it. I mean, it's like, you know? Look, I, I mean, you may not like this guy I'm representing. You may not like the case I'm working on. You may not, not even like me, but, you know, we got to get through this thing. What is what, how, what can we do to iron this out right now? And I found most of the time, whether they're judges or whether they're just people, that, that can expose the nonsense of it pretty quickly. Out but, of all the voters, they don't know who these judges are. They don't know who these people no are. No idea. 
you know, and it might just no, be a sign. No clue. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just really, I started thinking about it, and I was like, you, how, well, it might just be a sign. Your neighbor across the way has well, vote it, it for Chris Brown, and you're like, well, that, I don't well, know that, who he is, no, but my, I like my neighbor. That's, I mean, it can be that that's, simple. That, that's yeah. simple. And yeah. I started thinking about what you were saying, how you know the people when you're looking at the ballot. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a good, you, your vote's going to be, but way, your, your vote is, right. is more powerful right. than anybody else's. In, in in mental because I don't know like I say right. I, I don't once we have we I don't know I'm well, trying just, to think about the last time we've had a judge, judge Higgins had two judges on a ballot it matters you just um, check Judge Judge Higgins so so then marketing really does become pretty powerful those dinners become pretty powerful you're not seeing your daughter at night because that was a need that to to be able to win yeah because that's a need it's my wife skips them. Sometimes she was like, I don't know who those two people are. I don't know who the That's judges fair. are. She, she, if she doesn't know yeah. more, if she doesn't understand the ballot, yeah. she will skip it. Why and cast that's why, against see, that's why you see that 30% drop off because yeah. I don't know my judges. I don't, you know, I've gone to candidate nights uh, forums where there's more candidates than there are people in the audience. And oh, I can't really? do anything about that. Yeah. You know, I can't, no, I, I can't I, make sure you want to that. care, but. All I can do is just get out there, talk about my resume, talk about my experience, talk about, you know, certain cases that I've handled and, you know, try to and that's reach as many people as possible. Really. You know well, what I mean? That, that, is, that we're voting in these judges that, that you may be in front of someday or a family member may be in front of someday or it, it could really affect you. You know what I mean? If you live in the area, you live in Columbus, there, you know, that's something that, yeah, and, you've that got, and I'm sure that it just does not get looked into or talked about or you guys don't get enough light that's put on you. Well, I really, you people, know, I, I, I've never really thought about it much like this. People don't care about their judges until they're in front of one, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you're there. I always said I like my politicians red and my judges blue. Yeah, that's what I've, I've always said that. I was like, oh, good, a nice liberal judge. Oh, is... Yeah, but as I said, sometimes that backfires on you well, yes. in, in a criminal context. But this is the argument I was having with the, with the people in my office. It's like, listen, Republican or Democrat, this judge sucks. And, you know, I, I've got experience in front of this individual, and here's why. It's that we go there at 8, and we don't get out of there till 1, and not because it's busy. You know, it's just because nothing is getting done. Or um, every time that we show up, then uh, we know there's going to be a contrary ruling because it always works that way with this judge. And it's like, like you said, this goes right back to your point. If people leave feeling like they got a fair shake, that is as important. that's more important than anything. Winning is, I know the cases that I've won that I shouldn't have, even the legal, like when they're judicial opinions, and I know immediately they're going to get reversed because the judge is just flat out wrong. Now I'm happy in the short term. But, <laughs> um, I also know the ones that I should win and don't, and uh, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth where it's like, listen, this was bullshit. I, they, I'm right on this one. Maybe you didn't want us to throw out this 20 kilos of dope, but I'm right. I mean, look, it sucks, but I'm right. You have no choice. Let somebody else deal with it. And then I think that's where politics sometimes do get in the way uh, on both sides, right? Nobody wants to appear that they're – they're pandering to a defendant, and I'm saying that because that's what I do. But uh, and that's that's where I can go give input, like you said, Jeff. Nobody knows these judges, Jared. You're looking at a name; it's like looking at a serial label. Oh, I like mm -hmm. that. I like that sign. Right. That one looks good, but uh, they don't really know. So who knows? The practicing attorneys know because we're there every day. Now I don't know the civil side of it at all, but uh, the criminal side, we certainly know the judge's demeanor. Probably. So that's where you would be a good backer, Jeff, because because you could be like, well, I've I've known him. And I'm an attorney, I've done so that. I'm an absolute genius. I, I have, I've had three or four neighbors I'm very close yes. with that literally come election time, they say, who should I vote for? I would listen to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'll just and I'll give my honest, yeah. honest opinion. And sadly, though, even I fall into the not knowing because there's people that will run even recently that I'm just not familiar with them. Yeah. You know, on the there's common people on the, on the bench, bench yes, I'm not yes, familiar with them. And I know maybe who they're running against. So I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I respect their opinion, respect how they run their run their courtroom. So I'd vote for them. And then there's times where I'm very adamant about it, where I, I just have somebody that I really like. And I say, no, 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 cast their vote, for, you know, your, their vote, your vote for them. But I mean, I've had even them at times be like, "Okay, are they a Republican or are they a Dem?" You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> it well, matters. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I, the, the first day I voted, I leaving the house, and my dad says to me, "Just remember, every politician crooked as a dog's hind leg. Try to vote for the best man." Yeah, you know, he didn't say go. You know what I mean? He said, "He said they're all going to have flaws because." We're well, humans. we all do. So we're all going to have same that. Same thing with lawyers was like, and so you, garbage men and oh, I was, I was vape just store dad, owners. I was just up with mom and dad the other day, and he's shaking his head. He's like, I wish the Democrats had a good guy. He was like, right now, what do we got? Nothing. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's going to be the problem coming up in You got Joe. He, yeah. Joe's going to be eaten alive. Uh, uh, all right. So let me ask you a question. You were pretty young. How old were you when you were on a bench? Uh, my first day on the bench, I was 34. That's pretty young That's for a awesome. judge. I was one yeah. of the youngest elected uh, judges in the state of Ohio. Well, wow. Awesome. And I just wonder what it was like the first time. I know it was like the first time I appeared in open court when I, was, I wasn't with somebody else. I wasn't a law clerk for somebody else. I wasn't there for somebody else. It was my case. I'm there. I've got to do it. What was it like doing that on the bench side where you had to actually don the cloak, the black robe, and then go <laughs> go stand, sit up on the bench and actually do stuff? Um, it was a little terrifying. You know, uh, I think the first thing I ever did was, you know, I took a plea on a, on a criminal case and, you know, just making sure, like, I don't screw up Rule 11, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. make sure I hit everything. Um, it's, it's nervous. People, I, people treat you differently. Now. Well, that was my next like, question. It's, it's like there, there's guys that, who were either your equal or perhaps maybe the opposite. You looked up to them like this is a this is a mainstay in the profession. This individual is has been around forever. Now all of a sudden he's calling me your honor. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a weird uh, change in I, I guess the dynamic of how you view your relationship with that person. Um, and you know, quite frankly, I think a lot of people. Uh, that I'm friends with, that I'm still friends with, but uh, I think there are a lot of people, especially at the prosecutor's office, who didn't think I uh, deserved to be there. Yeah. Um, they had practiced longer than I did. They, you know, tried more cases than I did. Um, uh, you know, I am ex- like I was very young when yeah. I took the bench, and I think they had a hard time uh, appreciating the fact that I was now a judge. They had to answer to me. Um, I had. Uh, uh, speaking of Doug Stead, we talked about him earlier. You know, yeah. every year he does a uh, he goes hunting, he kills yeah. a bunch of pheasant, and then they do a big game dinner yeah. uh, over at Dempsey's. And the year after I got elected, I hadn't taken the bench yet, but I had been elected. Uh, I go in to Dempsey's to go to the game dinner. People that I used to work with, that I've had cases with, that I've known for years, they're at a table. I walk up to him. I'm like, Hey, what's up? They all like drop their beer, they set their beer down, and they all like in unison take a step back. And they're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, you're <laughs> different like, now. This is never going to be the same. Like, this is never going to be the same. I hate to laugh, but it's like, I see, I always wonder, you know what I mean? And I remember the awkward moment I had was with Judge Hogan. So now, now is he still with the prosecutor's office? I think he's no, he's retired. Up. Okay, okay. 
but I when when I only knew Judge Hogan from the bench, and he we I I played golf or I love golf, and he was a, a big golfer, and I played a couple of golf outings with him, and I remember when he was when he when he stepped down, but then he took a job at the prosecutor's office, and he was walking around as as a prosecutor. I like didn't know what to call him. You know what I mean? It's like well, he, he was, was always your honor to me, and now it flipped over. And we had a conversation about it, and he was like, I've actually had to tell people, like, I don't have that role. Do not call me that. You know what I mean? I don't think he's allowed to be called that. No. No, Once you're done. And he was very open about that. And and it's weird. I don't know why it is, why you would, in a day like that, flip, you know what I mean, to be like. It's almost like military stuff, right? I mean, in some weird way, I remember talking to Sean about this. I was like, look, you got to have officers who you think are just freaking putzes, right? That you don't like or who are assholes or whatever. And, and I never forgot this. We used to go work out every morning at the Capitol Fitness Center and we had these kind of conversations. And uh, because what was going on there, that ROTC program, and you could just see there was a guy in charge who just looked like a dick. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but he just did. And, and Sean just said, listen, you don't have to respect the man. You just have to respect the rank. And you have to you have to you have mm. to respect the process mm. and, and, and the system and what's going on because if you don't do that it all falls apart. And and that has helped me through the years of starting when I started and I was young, all the judges were older than I was because I was brand new. Just by virtue of I I went right out of law school into practice and that was it. Right out of college into law school, high school into college, you know, so it's like I was in my twenties. So almost all the judges, if all of the judges were older and I immediately had that sort of age and and I don't know, experience, bit of respect for those individuals. But then I come a time like now. Like I've been doing it longer than most of the judges. I've got more experience than most of the judges. I've got more, I just, I, I've got a whole different attitude about it. But I have no less respect and probably, I have probably more respect for the judges because now it's about, I think the system is awesome the way it's set up. And I think if I don't respect a judge and a judge's role because somehow I don't like the person, then that screws it all up, and I appreciate the bigger picture now. So yeah, uh, that's the, I think are that's you, the path through it. Are you a guy that tells people like like your honors for the courtroom? Like if we're out at a restaurant or yeah. something, you see me say, "Call me Chris." Are yeah. you that 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 um, way? I <laughs> I play a pickup basketball game uh, at the JCC uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five thirty a.m. Yeah. He looks like a basketball player. Today. Are and, you uh, six four six five five? Wow. Yeah. So, but there's this one guy. He's like. Sorry, Judge. Sorry, like he I'm oh. trying to shoot me a pass. I'm like, dude, it's Chris. Like, seriously, just call me Chris. Yeah, like, I don't. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't want to unless I'm like in the courthouse uh, or on the bench. Yeah, you know, that just, would definitely cause me extra anxiety if I was yeah. in that position to feel like somebody's got to say Judge or Your Honor. Or, yeah, I just. No. But I mean, in a lot of ways, just like the rank, you've earned it. I mean, it takes all, to get elected in 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 Franklin County. It takes work. I mean, there's there's oh. people out there that you got to knock on doors. You got to take time away from your family and but, in a lot but, of ways you earned it and and i think we probably all know some judges who you know that robe kind of oh, reaches yeah. in we yeah. call that black robe disease is that yeah. what you're referring yeah. to? Right. <laughs> that means judges get it become arrogant asses as soon as they become a judge because they put on a black robe and all of a sudden they've got too much power because what have i said jeff power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely that's why we don't want the government in charge of everything is that churchill uh lord acton i think so oh. right. I think I said Churchill on another one too. I think I learned Lord. You guys acting. are teaching me now here. That's yeah, you. there you go. Yeah. So we're yeah, going um, to teach you some good conservative idealism. I think we want to, though, like on the bench. He slips that in there. See, he yeah, slips that I crap know. in I'm, there. I'm just passing through it. I'm just <laughs> blowing right by it. Um, no, uh, I, I think you need to be humble in this job, and you can't let you know the robe. You know, it doesn't define who I am. It's not you know, 
it's a job. It's a job right, that I love. Right. It's a job that I, I think I'm pretty good at. But yeah. do, you, it feel, do you have to have that conscious thought? I feel like you would almost have to tell yourself that in the mirror every morning. Where it's like If you have somebody calling, coming into your job every day and then kissing your ass, so to speak, just because you're sitting on a bench, it seems like that would be a real easy path towards arrogance. In my uh, office, I have a framed uh, copy of a Mad Magazine from the 70s that I got. Uh, my mom used to read them. And, I love Mad Magazine. Um, awesome. And it's just a middle finger. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, the full page is just a middle finger. And I keep it up to remind myself, like, don't take things so fucking seriously all the time. I love it. Yeah. I love um, it. <laughs> yeah. No, and, it, you know, it, and just laugh a little, be humble. You're not as important as you think you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because nobody is, right? I mean, that's the, that's the <laughs> trick. Now, yeah. shifting gears, what is the, what's your perception now from the bench? I assume as a practicing lawyer, you had certain impressions of, of, of the practice of law, what, how other lawyers behaved, what they did, how good they were, how bad they were. What is, uh, has that changed from the bench? Um, what do you now think is different or, or give me your perspective on that? Um, in terms of, I guess, what do you, in so terms of the attorneys that, yeah, that I work you, with? Let's, or let's, the, let's pick a, a mystery, uh, an unnamed attorney. It doesn't have to be anybody individual, but you, as a lawyer, you probably thought, oh, that's a great lawyer. I really like that. Has that changed? Do, do you see changes now that they're appearing in front of you? Um, you know, I think every case that, that I see that, that I kind of get really involved in, you know, I could like nitpick or, you know, like second, second guess, like, why didn't you file this motion? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you, uh, you know, why are you pleading to this? You know, like there, there are cases where I I hear the facts and they're pleading out and I'm like, "Hmm, should I take this plea? And I mean, ultimately they know the case better than I do. And yeah. Again, it goes back to letting the attorneys do their jobs without, you know, trying to step on their toes. And um, you've been to it too. But, I, I've had times where I'll t- try to tell people, I don't think you should do this plea. I think we should set it for trial. I think right. we should file a motion. And they're just like, no, I want it over with. I want it done. I don't care. I did yeah. what I did. I don't care what the evidence is. I know what I did. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm pleading guilty. Yeah. That's yeah. a hard conversation to have. Which is too. And it's weird because you it's do like, your well, job. you hired me. Right. It's like, okay. I mean, I yeah, can take you enough. through the plea process if that makes you feel well, better. And there's the I mean? flip side where it's like, you need to take this plea deal. And oh, like, no, for I'm sure. I'm going to trial. I'm going That's to trial. more often. And that yes. makes me think of the first time I think I, I knew Wiseman because Wiseman was a, a, the defense attorney that you worked, worked with. He was a respected attorney. He knew how to try cases. He knew how to mm-hmm. go out there and, 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 and do his thing. I remember in the old courthouse coming in and hearing yelling at one point. I don't think he cared. I tell the story because it was right in public and it wasn't anything he did wrong. <laughs> But there was yelling. It was a woman yelling. And what happened was they were, they were mid-trial, and this case was going totally sideways. It sounds like he worked very hard to get this guy to take a plea, and he wouldn't do it. They were mid-trial. Mom had been watching the trial. And the judge, I don't even remember what judge it was, just basically opened up the room to where he was being held in the cell and let his mom go in there and be like, <laughs> you're going to take this plea. You need to listen to your lawyer. This trial's horrible. This is what's being offered. And I remember seeing, seeing him sit there. Wiseman just sit there on the council table with his head down, like kind of half giggling, like When's this gonna I've be done over? everything All I right. can, man. You know what I mean? When's this gonna be over? It's just like, Oh goodness. So what is, uh, is there, is there something that lawyers do routinely that pisses you off uniquely or is it, uh, what's your uh, tips for the practicing bar since you've been on both sides of it? Um, just be on time and be ready. You know, the, um, I don't know if you've heard the, uh, uh, well, the, it's probably you know, good Jared's, for any job, right? Jared's yeah. over here going, well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, but um, it's amazing the amount of time, like there's, I'm not going to name names, but this is throughout Ohio. There are times when 
I have an 8.30 core date somewhere in another county, and I've got a 9.30 in Franklin, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to be there at, like, 8 o'clock. I'm going to tell them that I have to be gone. And it's like, you go there, and the judge is, oh, well, he doesn't come till 10. It's like, well, I made arrangements for my kids. My wife right. had to take two kids in. Normally, You're saying it's a two-way street, right? So like, be on time and be ready. So say that. Well, and that's what I've always seen out of you, though. It's like when you have court, when you have stuff, you're 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 there. And that and, comes from uh, a lot from working with Wiseman because yeah. when I worked for Scott, I was at the office seven thirty every day. <clears throat> got my coffee. Got my you know cases ready. Got put my suit on and you know so i could be at court right at nine o'clock yep uh I it still, bothers me when i'm not and I, it, so you've done it I when know. you have 10 cases at nine it's like yeah crap you know what I well mean? and i understand it um you know having done that you know if you're not there right at nine because you have five cases or you have something in knox county or licking county yeah you're not going to be here till 10 10 30 i get that you know like i i totally understand that um, and, and so I don't hold that against anyone. I'm, but maybe let us know. I'm there. I'm there most <laughs> days until, you know, at least three o'clock, three, yeah. four, depending on if I'm on trial. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the nice things about my job is that, it, um, I have a, uh, we we're able to work from home. We have a, re- a remote desktop that we can, yeah. so I can take my laptop home, go home, like see my girls, yeah, yeah, play with yeah. them. Yeah, and he's going home. He's golfing. Firing up the computer. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. It happens. It, that's, yeah. Sometimes it's the only way to get anything done. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, for sure. I hear you. For sure. Um, civil cases. So you got a criminal defense or a criminal prosecution background. Tell me about learning civil law. I mean, that just it seems <sighs> insane to me. That was the um, kind of the biggest worry that I had because I had no civil experience when I took the bench. Um, the staff attorney that I hired – uh, right out of the bat uh, was Chris Shook, who he yeah. worked at Morrow, Gordon, and Bird yep. out in Licking County, um, out in Newark. Uh, he did criminal stuff, but he also had a pretty extensive civil background. So what we would do is every Monday we would meet in my office. He would say, look, this is what's on our agenda. This is what's coming up. These are the motions that are pending. Um, and we worked kind of like collaborators almost. You yeah. know, he would read the briefings. We would discuss it. I'd, you know, ask him questions. We'd, we'd kind of talk it out. Uh, he would start drafting a, an opinion. And then if he, something else came up, you know, like <laughs> Chris was hilarious because he'd always, he'd always start an opinion one way and then like, well, actually maybe it Change should be this mind. outcome. Change of oh, really? Um, okay. He's right. running for uh, Reynoldsburg City Prosecutor, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's currently at the Columbus City Prosecutor. What's interesting is that you're writing, a, you're writing stuff and you have to choose which side to take. We write stuff, and we have to argue our side always, yeah. right? So it's like we don't have that choice. That's an right. interesting nuance. I yeah, yeah. Thought to. We're not writing persuasively. We're writing <clears throat> to just try to break down the facts, try to keep it concise. Uh, I just wrote a decision this week uh, on a two-day hearing. It ended up being sixteen pages, and my writing has gotten a lot better as a judge because I've, uh, I just have to do it a lot more. <laughs> you have to do it more and, and um, yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot more scrutiny to it. But too. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you have to cover everything. Cause I'm thinking, what is the court of appeals going to do with this? Um, and so I have to cover every single thing. I have to cover arguments that maybe the attorneys don't even make, you know, just to yep. like say, Oh, by the way, I considered this throwing it out gotcha. onto the next thing. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would like doing civil work, even as a judge. I just find it. I, I, it, it do you notice the difference between civil attorneys and criminal attorneys and demeanor and attitude? Like, what I mean by um, that is if, get, folks who come from either the big firms or, you know, the, the, the 
the more, uh, quote, prestigious places. There, uh, our civil bar is very, um, because people really practice in a certain field and that field only. And so you get to know your opponents in that field. Yeah. And so you know, it's kind of like with prosecutors and defense attorneys, you know, you know, I, I imagine you guys have pretty good working relationships with all the prosecutors that I you do. deal I with. Hope so. It's kind of like that, like especially in uh, the medical malpractice bar. Um, they're very chippy with each other, but they also will go get a beer afterwards uh, after yeah. they try a case. Yeah. But while they're in the courtroom, you know, they're scrapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some w- when we get attorneys from especially like Cleveland area, those people just come down and just are looking to pick a fight. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, I've said this for years. It's like Cleveland is a different world. Cincinnati, in a lot of ways, is a different world, although a little bit less so. But you go to Cleveland, and it, it is a cutthroat, ball-busting experience the second you enter the the courthouse. I mean, they are just out to kill each other. Someone called it New York West, yeah. like mm. um, just in terms of that attitude, like, I don't care who you are. I don't care about your, you know, I'm going to fight for my client. And, yeah. you know, if I have to kick you in the shins to, yeah. <laughs> to get it done. And what's, you know, Jeff and I have noticed this too. And there, there are places <clears throat> where we try to take our brand of criminal defense into a different jurisdiction. And people look at us sort of sideways. And our brand of criminal defense is I don't scorch the earth unless I have to. I yeah, don't throw right. Like, I'm not going to fight unless I need to. I'm not going to be a, you know, it's like, and even then, I'm not going to be personal about it afterwards. But we walk into these places, you can just, you can cut the tension in yeah. the air. It is like, holy crap. And, and sadly, like I think, because I can really think of the times I've been mad in 10 years, maybe on one hand, um, where I've just, uh, I've been upset with someone or some judge or something happened. And a lot of times I can relate it back to maybe just something that's going on in my personal life. Like maybe if I'm just in a bad mood and I'm picking this Something to be like, you know what? And I and I did it recently, and I actually went up to the judge and apologized. I was like, look, I'm having a bad time here. I took a breath in the hallway. I, I feel great. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what gives you credibility, not only in, in your job but elsewhere, right? I mean, that's that's what that's what breeds success in anything is is the ability to self assess, go back and, and yeah, yeah, and, and and handle things logically rather than emotionally. I think. But yeah. now let me ask you guys when. When you do go out of county, when you go to some place that maybe you don't practice a whole lot uh, in front of that per- person, uh, that that person, that judge. Yeah. I mean, do you get like the out of town treatment a lot of times, or do you feel like, or does it just you know depend it, on? There are times I know I'm getting out of town treatment, and there's nothing I can do about it. Nine times out of ten, it depends on how I'm behaving, not, and I can't blame the other side for it. And I have found your, you know, your words of wisdom that rung true with Jared. I could see his reaction. It's like, be on time, be ready. If I, and, and there's another one that I think that I would add to that, and it's just be honest, you know, be direct and honest. Yeah. And that's generally what I do with judges. Or I'll go right up to the judge or right up to the bailiff, and I'll say, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yep. I don't know. I got here about 20 minutes early because I don't know what I'm doing. How does this work? I need to get yeah. X, Y, Z done. What should I do? Yeah. And, um, I've even said many times, I'll get bailiffs laughing. I'll be like, hey, I'm Jeff. I'm from Columbus, which that translates into I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I love to know how the judge likes to do things. We're doing an arraignment today. I've gone to other counties where the judges like arraignments done very specific ways. Um, one of the ones that I can think of historically when I first went out there was like, I think you warned me, but 
Krieger, who's now stepped down in Delaware County, had a very specific way he wanted to do arraignments. Yeah, the old Judge Shaw colloquy. He wanted the, <laughs> the defense attorney to know when they stand up there that you need to state their name, whether or not they read and write the English language, their date of birth. I think he even had us give a social security number on the record. He did for a he while. Very, then, it, then it became the last four. Date of name, right, date of birth. Right. Uh, and if it was Judge Shaw, and if you get, if you told Judge Shaw they can read and write the English language, I think that would upset him. He, he, like one time he goes, that's my question. Uh, so you had to say all that and then wait yeah. for him to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Now, I knew that because the first time I went up there, I asked Monty, and I said, what do I do? And uh, Monty was a bit, or no, it was uh, Phil, Phil. Um, and I said, Phil, what do I do? And he, he, he told me and took me under his wing. The bailiffs um, are, I mean, that's one thing you got to realize. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you can't beat a good bailiff that, that really understands things. Um, and I've had times out in Licking County and stuff like that where I, I've i had conversations with bailiffs like, hey, what the judge is going to do with this? And they'll just be like, all right, give me five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait a minute, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, they're giving the judge a heads up about what I'm going to do. And maybe they know that that judge doesn't want to be caught with something like that on the bench. Yeah. And so they're making them aware. And so they know that's the way we go smoothly. So it's like having that relationship really benefits your, benefits your, your clients. It, it but. certainly does. But it goes back to the point. It, I think our demeanor and attitude as attorneys sometimes dictates how we're going to be treated, not only locally, but also uh, when we go out of, when we go out of county. Um, but I got to tell a story. Judge Judge Whitney used to have this sign on his bench. Yeah, on you probably know that. Oh, I, 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 I've yeah. Heard. yeah, I don't yeah. care how they, they do it in Franklin County. Or yeah. I don't care how they do it in Franklin County. Yeah, but this is how Judge Chris <laughs> Brown does it. So, I mean, But I was in the middle we... of some debate, and, and there was a time when the county sitting county prosecutor up there and Judge Whitney, although in the same political party, were at loggerheads. And, and, okay. and it, was, it was brutal. I mean, it was, they hated each other. So, and it put the defense side in this weird position, right? Where I, I actually sat through a hearing. It was an intervention or it was a diversion hearing where I think the judge wanted to grant it or didn't want to grant it. The prosecutor wanted to grant it, but didn't want Anyway, I was sitting there listening to the, pro, the prosecutor and the judge go at it for 20 minutes about the diversion program and how it was being run. And um, I, I was just, I sat there, my client's like, what's going on? I was like, just sit and watch this show, man. This is this is <laughs> where's unbelievable. The, where's the popcorn? This is unbelievable. But here's a, this is a true story. This, they go on and on and on. And finally, Mr. Palmer, what's your position? I just said, well, I just want my client to get diversion, Judge. However, that has to happen. I don't care. And he goes, well, how do they do it in Franklin County? <laughs> and I, I, I paused, and it, I almost was like, I looked right that at was his Whitney? sign. That was Whitney. He's I, probably making a joke. I He's, looked. No, yeah. he didn't realize it. Like, he didn't see the irony. Uh, okay. and I looked at his little <laughs> sign. It was still on his bench. And I was like, it was like that. Quick, is this a trap? That quick man. Yeah. Do, do right. I actually make a smart ass comment now? Or I just <laughs> answer his question. I just answer his question. Yeah. yeah. That's I just right. answer his question. Right. But then Jared, Jared went out with us and we tried a case last summer. And um, you got to see defense lawyers being treated differently just because you're doing defense work where there was a little bit of disdain a little bit of disgust a little bit of everything about every argument we made and uh, no matter what we did uh right wrong or argumentative well down to where law books came out and the judge was because you had a good side down there he's like well let me see and then he was i remember he's like you're right but i still think crime was committed shut the book shut the oh man that was was unbelievable and that was after like you guys were it was a heated debate it was continuing on to where he had to take a time out to get the law books out to be like well i'm not I don't care. I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, a judge can make a decision. I got, I got no problem with that. The one thing I do not like as a defense attorney is when I'm treated, and I don't think I've ever been treated this way in Franklin County, but it'd always be somewhere else. 
like I'm the defendant. Yes. So it's like because yeah. I'm representing yeah. somebody, they're treating me poorly because it's like I'm associated with the and defendant. I felt like that was happening out there in the context of the case, not personally, because personally it was totally different. But then as soon as the as soon as the lights came on, there was an attitude, and it put me. It's like I hate this feeling. I hate feeling like you're in a uh, you're in a street brawl. And it's not just with the prosecutor, it's with the whole court. It's with everything. Where everything you do is getting challenged, questioned, can we have a break? Yeah, well, it's, it's like, like sloppy yeah. pool, too. You know, it's like it. you, you, we have a set of rules we follow, and people get to make arguments, and then the judge makes a decision. And it, it brings was, out the worst in me. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think a lot of that is, uh, and you kind of touched on it earlier, Steve, like in Franklin County, it's not so much that you go from prosecutor to judge, but in you know, rural Ohio, that's very much still the case. You're, yeah. you're assistant prosecutor or you're the elected prosecutor, then you transfer to the bench and yeah. that you take that experience with you and you've never seen that other part of it. You've never seen yeah. that other side of, you know. That, that's what I've always really kind of known from where I've lived and that's how I've kind of seen it. That's why I was really interested in the show today in how to build a judge, you know, because yeah. I, I, was, I was listening to just things I'd never thought about before. Of how you had to get there, because I've always seen it, like you said, well, the prosecutor, and then he becomes a judge, and they, you know, sure, yeah. that's yep. that's how they go through. Small well, and that's why Stansberry out in Licking County is kind of a rare animal. He's a muni judge out there, but he was a defense attorney for yeah. 15, 20 years, you know what I mean, I think. And it, um, being a defense lawyer does not necessarily make you a good judge, and the, and the opposite's not true either. So it just is, it all depends. But I think you're right, and I think more important is, I've been to some of those smaller towns where the defense lawyers and the prosecutors don't get along. And uh, it is a constant flame-throwing contest. Yeah. And that breeds a different attitude out of everybody, including the judge, where everything is everything you do is contested. If you want to take a water break, it's contested. You want to take a leak, it's contested. You want to get a continuance, <laughs> it's contested. You want an objective or something, obviously, it's, I mean, it, it, it's exhausting. Yeah. And, it, and it's miserable, which is why I love federal court, because you go to federal court, at least in here. Now, I've been to other federal courts where maybe it's not so <clears throat> not so friendly, but here... You're always treated professionally. People, somebody said recently, I don't practice in federal court anymore. I was a longtime defense practitioner. I said, why, man? He goes, I don't know. You just can't win. Can't. I was like, forget about that. You're treated well. Right. Mm. You're treated well. You're treated with respect until you screw that up. And then you're then even then, if you say, I'm sorry, you're then treated with respect again. I mean, there's no, you don't get beat up just for doing the job. And that's what, uh, that's what I like about it. And honestly, that's what I like about most judges in Frank County anymore. It's uh, we've still got our small town feel, although it's changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the new judges that we have, um, you know, if you if you haven't met them, go introduce yourself to them. Um, Judge Page, I think I know she's very young. Uh, came from the city prosecutor's office, uh, city attorney's office. Really? Um, Which I, I what, think did she do civil stuff? Did she yeah, environmental? She did or um, like housing and zoning. Okay, stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she's working very hard. She's very smart. Uh, and she's very open. She's very easy to approach. She was at, uh, <laughs> I went to the uh, prosecutor public defender softball game last night. Okay. And she's out there like just getting to know people, meeting people. Oh, that's cool. Like she's very approachable and she really like, um, I get the impression from her that she's one of, one of those people who's going to be a good judge because she really cares yeah. about doing a good job. She's not doing it just for her own ego or anything. She really, uh, I think was born to do this. And I think- um, you know, the next time you're over there, just pop in and say, oh, hey, well, yeah, we should be. Yeah. So, there's there's yeah. been a couple. Yeah, there's been a couple names. Where I'm like, ooh, I probably should go figure out who that is. You know, it's like it, it, that's that happens. And it's happened in Frank County yeah. lately because, like we said, the judges are coming from places I'm not used to. Mm -hmm. but, and there's just um, been a ton of turnover on the bench. Um, you know, 
in the five years I've been on the bench, I'm almost, you know, like I, I'm working my way up the seniority ladder. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you've been on the bench that. for five years. That's crazy. Oh, wow. man. That's wild. <laughs> well, I think that you may have to run, Judge. We had, uh, uh, as always, we had an agenda of a few things we wanted to talk about, and we may not have gotten to them. I think we covered it all, didn't we? Well, I know we're going to talk. We got at some point talk about Scioto County and what's going on down there. Yeah, we are. We might just um, uh, keep the cameras rolling here and, and do another one on that. But have you followed this stuff going down Scioto um, County? I heard about it. I, I didn't realize about the judge being implicated. It yeah. sounds like so. It sounds like the judge is an alcoholic, and yes. the defense attorney who's running the prostitution ring lunatic uh, <clears throat> was blackmailing him over the alcoholism to get. I can't. Did you see the video of him I, interviewed it, on there? It cut out on they me. Like, oh my that goodness. attorney is insane. You know, I have, <laughs> I, I have, I know Mike. Um, I, I do side of county cases because that's where my wife um, grew up down there. Okay. So I find myself down there just to go and see my in-laws. So I started saying, hey, I mean, why not? When people are in jail and stuff, why not just go down there and start doing cases? My experience with Mike has always been. Hey, how's it going? You know, how's the big city of Columbus? It always been very kind, very nice. Um, I, I don't, I didn't, I, I guess I wasn't in the ring enough to know what mm-hmm. was, if there was stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I always had my uh, suspicions. You know, when you go to a small town like that, I really like a number of the prosecutors down there. I never had any bad experiences with Marshall. I never suspected he was under the influence of anything really? or anything like that, but um, obviously, some of the imp- implications here are pretty massive, like wet brain and things like that. Like, you know, yeah, there's uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, it'd be interesting how it all comes out. I, I sort of feel like the article or what is being published now might not. Uh, there might be a spin on that that doesn't necessarily reflect exactly. What's yeah, you never know. So we'll see. I, I don't know. But this has been going. I mean, that's, I mean that's those that's allegations fed, have been right? years old. I mean, I don't. They haven't done anything about it. I remember talking to you a couple of years ago when I was down there in a case. Yeah, going, we've known about this for like. 10 I saw Mike. Years. Yeah, because they published something in, in the Portsmouth Gazette or whatever down and there, alleging that, those there, things. There was the rumors yeah. flying around. I was like, holy crap, really? And and then we saw wow. the, then we saw the article in uh, the Portsmouth whatever it is, and we're like, all right, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Right. Oh, I thought it was just going to hit. Yeah. yeah but, and I remember when the stuff went down with what was that lawyer's name? He's still in prison, I think. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Arm and Gal. Javier. Well, stuff Javier, went down yeah. with Javier yeah. and he went to prison. I remember being down there for a case and he was like, hey, he was real interested in it. Like, man, they sent that guy to prison. I'm like, man, he was doing, he was just doing that. And I was like, are you worried about something, man? <laughs> 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 like, and again, I'm not trying to badmouth him. I think enough has been said about him in the, in the media, but um, yeah. I can't personally say I saw anything about Marshall or Moran that I was just like, holy smokes. But that was one of those places where you would go down there and it was an odd, it was a foreign place to practice. Oh, and, it is and for we sure. had to figure out. My inn was my wife's from there. And I that was my inn. Too, right? I, I knew the too. restaurants I'd been down there. You know what I mean? It's like I could understand, go get a sandwich here. It's like that was. But you can do that with anybody. So I don't, I mean, this is like taking our brand of criminal defense somewhere else. And it's always the same, right? We're not arrogant. I, I'm not going to come down with a chip on my shoulder like uh, Cleveland lawyers might. Not not anything against them. That's what they have to do up there to survive. Um, and we don't have to do that here. So you can always take a professional, friendly attitude anywhere and do fine. You can't do it. If you take a different kind of attitude, you might be fine some of the time. You might just get by other times. But most of the time, it's probably going to screw you. And uh, you never go down to a foreign place like that with that kind of chip. And uh, if you did, you would get that directly in response. You'd get nothing done. Uh, and I don't think it was sort of like, 
uh, a Jedi mind trick in a way. It's like they're not used to people just being normal and friendly and nice. <laughs> so you do that. Yeah, and, and I like works. to think it's not. It's not like I'm going in there like, hey, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna, you know, put on no, this role. You just took your brand it's of, exactly. Of it's who I am. Is it? Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't. I and this this job is hard enough. It's stressful enough. And if we can just get along and be friends and and uh, and realize we're all just doing a job, whether it's a judge or prosecutor or defense attorney or whatever. It makes it so much easier. It yeah. makes it so much easier. So Indeed. All right. Well, we'll let you get to your docket job. I'm going to say one thing before I leave. Sure. Um, my first maybe month on the bench, I had a case with you on, a, it was a casino gaming case. Oh, the gaming. That was the first month you were on the bench? It was, like, I, it oh, was we very the early. TPO or the TRO. Uh, the TRO. Yeah. And, um, you know, Chris Shook was my staff attorney and he and I very much liked the art of litigation and how lawyers, you know, present, you know, what theories they present, how they argue to a jury or to a judge. And um, the attorneys for the AGs were just very, like, boring and dry and just, you know, the yeah. code says this, the code says this. Uh, your presentation was awesome. And oh, so well, when we went into much. the back, Shook was like, God damn, I would hire Steve Palmer if I ever got in trouble. <laughs> like, oh, man, that's, uh, that's great praise. It was, it was yeah. just very impressive. And I th I think we granted the TRO. I think, I think we had And then when a, we got more, we had a second hearing, and then I think we... Uh, you reached the wrong decision, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I just okay. wanted to say I was yeah. very impressed well, thank uh, you very having much. you in my courtroom. Yeah. Thank you very um, much. Did you guys, is that the point you actually got to bring the machine in? And see how it uh, the worked. second time is second time the second hearing is when yeah. they actually brought the machine in and and then we dismissed, refiled, and yeah. uh, summary judgment. We just argued that in the court of appeals. Uh, was that about three weeks yeah. ago? Okay. Three, four weeks ago. So probably shouldn't talk about it then. But it was an interesting. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's a, that's a fascinating case. It'll be. An I thought that argument. case was over. I, I I didn't realize it was still going on. No, 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 I don't. I think we can talk about it. It's just the same. He's got the machine yeah. up there. I was playing and hitting every single time. <laughs> my skills. Yeah, yeah, bang. It's how you push the button. See how it works. Boom, boom, boom. I was just win, win, win. Yeah, nobody wants to like those. Nobody wants to like that case, but the people are having trouble finding legal problems with it. But anyway, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. We'll uh, no, but I appreciate that. That that means a lot. I know you see a lot of uh, you see a lot of lawyers day in and day out. And you know, Jeff and I have always tried. And I've, when Jeff started, I was like, "Here's the trick: you don't have to do it like everybody else does it. Mm -hmm. You can be yourself, figure out what it is, and then go be that lawyer." And just because there's a rule book, you don't have to read the rule. Just because everybody says this guy's 25 years old, he's never been in trouble before, he's got a good job, uh, he just wants a fair, you know, all, you don't have to say it that way. There's, uh, you wouldn't, if you watched anything on TV that's lawyer related, it doesn't sound like that. Yeah. And it wouldn't be compelling if it did. It's no different in a courtroom. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you can always add. You, you I can, never realized that. You always told me that and then I sort of experienced it. And there's another lawyer we work very closely with and. I remember I was doing some research and I found this case right on point, totally against our arguments. Of, of course, state was going to win. I said, "Hey, man, got this case, dude. Doesn't look good." And he goes, "I don't care what that case. Says. I'm gonna jam that up their ass." <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. He's talking about. It's Sam. like, well, it's 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 right on point, but okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, there was a there's a case called Leon, which talks about a good faith reliance on a faulty search warrant. And early on, I was looking for Sam Schmansky. And I was like, yeah, I think we got Leon. He goes, I don't want to hear no bullshit about no Leon. <laughs> like Leon Schmeon. This is it's like, and and it was a. I took a lot from that because it's like you know, look, we don't have to. We can still argue. We can still right. we can yeah. still we can still get creative and be lawyers, and you don't have to get stuck into the routine, which was the lesson from all that. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, anyway, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you guys very in. much for having me. Um, uh, if you ever need a fill-in guest, I'm just down the street. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're yeah. willing to debate political topics, I think you can do it ethically. But who knows? We I need a wingman because I'm down here getting attacked. Well, look, uh, if you're going to argue socialism, you're going to be wrong every time. But that's just what <laughs> <laughs> no, Anyway, so this is Lawyer Talk Off the Record with Judge Chris Brown, uh, awesome special guest on our ongoing special guest series. So off the record on the air until now, man.